Welcome to Dr. Suzanne Howard's audio play. Thank you for downloading and I pray you are truly blessed. To get more information on Dr. Suzanne Howard's ministry, feel free to visit www.suzannemhoward.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy. Let it Well, we're home once again. I think I just hit my mute out. How we doing? Good evening. Good evening. All right. Ramanita, Eddie Kendo, Mimi, Minister Vanessa, Minister Leah, Chevelle, A Rod, good evening, Frederica. Coach LaTanya, Apostle Bill, blessed by the best. He coming in here, staring it up. Apostle Bill, we needed you last night. The Holy Ghost took over your commander in chief up here and I needed some support. By the way, thank you to everyone that sowed seeds last night. Those seeds was flying through last night. I didn't even know what was going on until later on. And um, I take a look at the cash app and people were like, thank you for preaching to me. You preached me out of something tonight. Thank you for letting the Lord use you. I was like, wow. <laughs> so thank you to everyone who sold on last night. God bless you. Hello, Dixie. Janine, Anna, good evening. Coach LaTanya, Natasha, Tara, good evening. Raji, God bless you. Good evening. Pastor Kareem, I see you. Good evening. I know all my faithfuls are there. We're up to 76 between all streaming platforms. Hello, Ebony, Ashley, Nicole. Good evening, Diana. Good evening, 
Lydia, good evening. Pastor Audria, hello, good evening. Minister Tasha, Gwen Molden, Diana, good evening. That's right. Did you get you guys' assessments in? Remember tonight, 10 p.m. is the deadline. Get those assessments in. They're e easily done. They're on Google Forms. You just fill it out online and you hit send and it comes right into our platform and does exactly what it needs to do. Hello, Edith, Sylvia, Minister Brittany. Dominique, good evening. Did y'all check, check out the t-shirts Dominique make? They're on the website where you see um, shop. You'll see the magazine, and then there's a link underneath that for gift cards if you want to purchase a gift card for yourself or for someone else. And then there's another link underneath that, and it has the T-shirts and all the stuff that we're coming out with to memorialize this great, great work that we've begun in ourselves. Tanil, God bless you. Good evening. Crystal Green, Corendez, Pastor Beverly, good evening. The Maestro, Ronnie Bonner, Katrina, good evening all. Pastor D, Salinas, good evening. Good to see you powerful people on tonight. Alan, your name has been slipping by me. How are you? How are you and your wife and your beautiful son? Get ready for your daughter. Pastor Carolyn, Minister Yolanda, Kamisha, good evening. I see y'all coming in here strong tonight. Diane Collins, good to see you, sis. Minister Jerry, good evening. Sharita, good evening. Lisa Palmer, good evening. Okay, we're up to 80. We're coming in strong. Clarissa, there she goes. Good evening. Glad to hear you all are great. Awesome. All right. If you can all please take a moment, go up to the top of the screen. And if you will click like, that would definitely um, officialize your status as an evangelist. I need you to go ahead and click like so that you can help evangelize this platform and this great work that we're doing. I know when things are good, we like to keep it to ourselves. But guys, we know people need to be free. So we can't be selfish with this and keep it on ourselves. We really have to share this. So if you can all take a moment, hit like. And while you're hitting like, can you go ahead and hit share at the same time? You can share it on your own page. A lot of your uh, friends and followers um, have thanked me, um, actually thanked you through me that you shared it on your page. So, you know, that's a good thing to do as well. Yep. If you go ahead and hit like and hit share and just share it on your page. If you want, you can go ahead and share it to someone's page that you just want them to take some time to take a look at this. You know that it would be beneficial to their life. You can go ahead and share it in their inbox as well. Well, grace and peace I bring unto you about last night. Last night was very interesting, was it not? Wow. Very interesting. If you went ahead and got your, your evidence 
of your self-love, you got your 30 for 30 in, go ahead and rate your score up there just on your walking, not on your life, not on your day, not on your week, not on your year. Just go ahead and give yourself the grade if you walked or did some high energy exercise today for 30 minutes. Whoa, the whole page right now is full of A's. Y'all make me so proud. Y'all make me so proud. Yeah, Ron Bonner, because you was probably um, um, eating quiche. That's probably why you weren't walking. <laughs> Look at those A's. I celebrate y'all, man. When I grow up, I want to be just like y'all. I'm telling you. You are some high self-esteem, God-fearing, God-loving people. And the fruit of your relationship, <laughs> and the fruit of your relationship with yourself and with your God is evident. The fruit that is coming from your life. I've gotten testimonies about um, lower blood pressure levels, sugar diabetes, um, Insulin levels are dropping and the doctor can actually see where you're going to be off the medication soon because of this walking. People are inboxing me that headaches have been gone since they started this program. They didn't even realize that since they've been on for 24 days, they have not had a headache. Look at this. Last night was just so in awe. We're going to, have to do something with last night's. I want to thank Healthy Chicks for uh, liking on YouTube. Um, last night was just so powerful how the psychotherapy and spirituality really do combine. And as Christians, we don't hate or have to hate the things that we don't understand that God is using. We Just because it doesn't look like us and doesn't talk like us doesn't mean God isn't using it. And Christendom has been against psychology and psychotherapy forever. That's all I've ever known. It was, you know, even to the point it was termed a witchcraft. And in some ways I can understand it by some of the um, things that you can get into when you enter in that zone. It, it just reminds me of the internet. It reminds me of the World Wide Web. You get on there and you're looking up um, for a particular kind of drapes. And the next thing you know, you're ordering peaches from... Cuba or something like it, it just takes you into a dark hole and you can go on and on and on forever. But as believers, if anything, last night we learned and confirmed that. Oh, let me just read this. Corindus Dawson Bonner said less pain in my joints, more movement makes it less painful. Come on, y'all. Let's celebrate that. Now, that's what I'm talking about. So, again, Christians, we don't have to hate things that doesn't look like God the way we've gotten to know God. I remember that I've judged some people on their relationship with God only to find out that they had experienced him in a different way than I had. And then some years later, it was like, oh, this is what they were talking about. You know, we can't limit God. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness therein. And then y'all know that next verse? That next verse just puts the whipped cream on it. But last night we learned that psychotherapy's verbiage is scriptural. They're just not using the scripture. And Dr. Miles Moreau, one of the best teachers that I just so admired his work and still do, 
uh, he teaches that when you're going to go and convert a brother or sister to Christ, you have to adapt to the language, but do not adopt the culture. Adapt to the language, speak the language in which they understand, but do not adopt their culture. So that's all we worked through last night. And for me, it was so powerful. Today, I really want to go in and do it again because I think I might be preaching by tonight with that one. But I know we have to move on. We are on our last Monday night. So we're really down on countdown now. We've got um, about seven days left, seven full days, really probably six days, but seven nights. So, um, you know, it's, it, last night was just powerful. I hope that y'all go, go and watch it again. Amen. So you put your grades up. I want to, let's see, do I want to go here? No, I'm going to do something else first. But what I do want to do is just, we were talking about a particular scripture last night. And I said I was going to talk to you about the scripture. Let's see if I can get it for you. Mm -hmm. We talked about a New Testament scripture last night, and I said that we were going to see the connection between them two. We were going to see the resemblance between the two. Absolutely, Ashley, we have to do a hashtag replay. Last night, I was so fired up. I think I got saved all over again. Um, I noticed that when we when I logged off, Minister Tasha said, uh, I wish above all things that we prosper and be in good health, even as my soul prospers. Cause I was like cameras out, lights out, everybody go home. This is worship and hit the studio. It was just wonderful. I, I needed it and I just loved it. Mm -hmm. Quote them scriptures. All right. So we, um, we quoted a couple of scriptures last night and um, I don't know if I can get to it really quick. Just to remind you, let me see. Let me see what I can do. If I can't get to it in a couple pages, then I'm just going to stay where we are and y'all can go back and listen to it. Oh, okay. I'm not too far. Man, even some of the, the, the nuggets from last night, right? The lack of self-esteem is one of the most painful symptoms of depression. And sometimes I think it's actually the opposite. And maybe one day I'll get to a point I'm five years in now. So I'm, I'm getting to um, I'm passing a novice level, heading towards an expert level in the soul. So I think I can get ready to run my own statistics on all the people that I'm counseling and coaching through the ministry of the Apostles House or through solutions that um, I can start doing my own count and statistics because I'm beginning to believe that the lack of self-esteem actually produces the depression. Very good, Nanita. Instead of the depression um, being the core problem and the self-esteem being a symptom of it, what, I'm what I've noticed with the clients that I've been blessed to uh, help change their life is that self-esteem caused a depression. Because they didn't love themselves, they were depressed. Because they didn't esteem themselves, they were depressed. So, you know, we're getting to a point where I'm going to be able to question some of these. How about this one? Oh, my God. This act of self-love is a gift. Now that's powerful all in itself, but we got a comma right there. This act of self-love is a gift, not a special status that has to be earned. 
Do you know how many people's love or respect you may have to earn? But you don't have to earn your own self-love. You have to promise me that you're going to continue to work on this for the rest of your days on this earth. This is important. And when trouble comes and death comes and breakup and heartache comes and your armor, your self-love armor takes a hit and it's, it's bent, it has a ding in it, that you're going to take the time to get counseling or coaching to help yourself through those moments so that you don't allow this hurt or traumatic issue to affect the love and the esteem that you have of yourself. I need you to make that promise. And when you set your are not doing it and you don't have the energy or the motivation to do it, that you are going to reach out to one of us on here and we're going to bring you to someone that can help you or we're going to help you ourselves. We cannot ever stop working on this because everybody needs love. And if you don't have enough love to give, what else can you give someone that's going to be a, a life-changing or something permanent? How do you minister without love? The, the, the Bible, God, the creator of heaven and earth told us we sound like clinging brass to him. When we operate without love, when we sing without love, when we preach without love, when we go and make disciples without love, it's a bunch of noise to him. He doesn't honor that work. It's not a sweet aroma up his nostrils when we do not have love for others. And we found out that I cannot love you because I am insufficient in love of myself. A man cannot love his wife if he does not love himself. That's a hard marriage right there. Think about that. You know, some of y'all going by his status and you're going by his, his credit report, but does he love himself? Because his love of himself is going to, is what you're going to need to take you and that mirror through. Come on. I know I'm talking to y'all tonight because the world tells you to go by his credit report, what he's wearing, the anointing that's on his life, where he sits in his civic duties. But if that brother can be as powerful as he want to be, if he does not love himself, if he does not love the Lord thy God, what can he offer you? The act of self-love is a gift, not a special status that has to be earned. Come on, there was a couple more in there. I have to go through it again. The concept of grace suggests that we cannot gain genuine self-esteem through our achievements intelligence or good works. So yes, we need to congratulate ourselves and honor ourselves a lot more when we accomplish something, when we finish a project. But remember, that is not an indicator of self-love. It does not come through good works, intelligence, or achievement. And neither does the love of God for us. It's because we are worthwhile. No one is worthless. Did y'all hear that last night? The most wicked person on this earth God has not given up on. They are not worthless to him. And we have to see people that way. That's why he tells us to continue to pray for your enemies. I'd rather you win them than to mark them from me. Genuine self-esteem cannot be earned or taken away. That one right there, I don't know if it's going to be, it might be a t-shirt, it might be a cap, it might be a necklace, 
Um, it might be a book. It might be, I don't even know what else. I'm going to have to put that status on. That statement right there has changed me through these 24 days of group therapy. That statement has changed my life. Is anybody with me? Genuine self-esteem cannot be earned or taken away. Whew, say la, that's some good stuff. I'd like to know what was one of your powerful takeaways from last night, because there was so many from last night. But Anita blessed us and she put the scripture up. Um, I'll read it to remind you and then we'll head on over there. And then I've got a nice video to show you. And then we're just going to hit some positive thoughts and we're just going to do some quietness in our soul and speak some life affirming words over ourselves. Um, and that we're going to cast that devil out in Jesus name. Although psychotherapy and religion have been at odds with each other during much of the 20th century, Many of the ideas and techniques you have been learning about are actually quite compatible with a wide variety of religious and philosophical orientations. I would like you to become more aware of these connections. This can strengthen your own convictions and make your recovery more meaningful. For example, you may be able to relate the following Old Testament passage to what you learned during your steps. Proverbs 23 and 7. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. The meaning of this passage is actually similar to one of the most basic ideas that we've introduced early on in these sessions that we have every night. Do you know what it is? And I asked you to write your best guess and we would talk about it at some point. So let me scroll down here past some of my pages. And here we find it. All right. The Old Testament passage suggests that our thoughts influence the way we think and behave. And those that have, who have taken um, lay counseling with me, 101, I think that was what, in 2019, we did that. And um, I've been preparing the next lessons for curriculum because I'd like to make them in probably like... Um, four groups of classes and then start um, licensing some of our coaches and start having some of y'all intern with me. Like my girls are interning with me now on because we need coaches. We need you, need you, need you, need you, need you. And you can't be hiding in the bush. And you know what? What is a coach? A coach is an elder. Why is a coach an elder? Because an elder is there to coach you through your spiritual life. And if you have a spiritual life, your spiritual life will indicate the rest of your life. So a coach, I'm helping you to be a better minister. I'm helping you to be a better uh, elder. I'm helping you be a better disciple. Because if you have no desire to be a coach, y'all know this information that you're now applying to yourself can bless the cat, the dog, the, the, the police, the judge, your neighbor, as well as yourself. So what is it that this passage has influenced? The fact that it suggests that our thoughts influence the way we think and behave. Our thoughts influence the way we think and the way we behave. Our thoughts influence the way we think and the way we behave. Our thoughts. So remember, the negative thoughts came 
from feelings. Remember we had, we had an event and then we were to log the feelings that came out of that event. And then we were to go down and label all of the thoughts that we were having. And then we were to pick out the distortions with the thoughts. Remember that? So what was the scripture? Very good. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So what does that mean again? That means that the way you feel is going to dictate your thoughts and your thoughts are going to tell you how to behave. So imagine how a nasty person's thoughts are. Some, some evil, bitter person can tell you, oh, I'm happy. You, you've got it wrong, baby. You don't want to. No, you're not. Because thoughts reveal itself through behavior. Thoughts reveals itself through behaviors. So if you can behave like that, your thoughts are wicked. God made us so transparent that if we just took the time to understand ourselves, understand humanity, we're all made the same. You're nasty. You're cussing all the time. You're evil all the time. You're paranoid. You don't trust anyone. You always feel that you got to manipulate people to get love or manipulate people to get what you want because you don't think you're worth the things that you have to manipulate and steal and kill and lie to get. You know why? It's because your behavior is reflecting your thoughts and your thoughts are far from him. Come on, y'all know those thoughts have been far from him. How about the people that say God knows my heart? And then we flip them pages on over to Jeremiah. And what does Jeremiah say? Your heart is wicked. Now we've learned, right? Our heart is wicked. And that's why we have to take the destination, take control of the destination of our mind, learn what we don't know about ourselves because we can actually reproduce a new memory. We can actually finish a sad story in our life and give it a happy ending. We can do this. Not only did he say, cast your cares, he said to cast down every imagination. And he told us what to do. Then he said, think on these thoughts. So if you've had a bad memory of molestation, of child abuse, physical abuse, emotional abuse, uh, you weren't loved, you weren't led, you weren't guarded, you weren't secure. One of, you know, through what we do in ministry, we can take you back to that memory. And we can give you a better thought from that memory because that memory is dictating to you those feelings and those feelings are making your body sick and those feelings are dictating thoughts to you and your thoughts are dictating your behaviors. So we can do this. There's a young woman on here now that I've actually taken through the, the example that I had gone through with you all here. I had taken her through going back to a childhood in her memory. And she's still in coaching with me. She's almost a year in. We probably got another year to go, but the next six months are going to be powerful. In the last six months, we're going to be setting her life in a direction. So she spent two years with me. I can see more of an end now, of course, than I did from the beginning. When she's ready, she's going to have amazing testimonies to share. We're going to write a book about her life. And um, you hear me say we, right? Because I am invested in this young woman because I know what God has for her. And she, um, when she's ready, she's going to share that her whole affect of her face changed. I could tell when she was back in that living room. I could tell when she made her way into the bedroom. I could look at her face and see when she saw her younger self, when she was trying to reach out to her younger self. Her memory experience was so powerful, teen. Her memory experience was so powerful, teen. 
when she saw her younger self, she was able to recognize the PJs that she had on and she had never, ever, 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 ever remembered the pajamas that she had on as a little girl when this horrific incident happened in her life. That's how powerful these memory experiences are. Internal healing prayer, powerful. So remember, someone's actions is showing you what their thoughts are like. So some arguments we can't have, you're not going to win. You know, you might win the argument, but you know, what good is, is winning a battle if you lose the war? I mean, you know, you won one out of the 99 fights of the entire war. We, we don't want to do that. We want to be able to minister to people when we can get back to them and we can bring them to a safe and secure place. So be a little bit of a behavior analysis. That's a, That was one of the best classes that I had taken as well. Um, behavioralists. And we were to monitor behaviors. And you can come to some conclusions or judgments, as we might not like to say, about someone based on their behaviors, based on how they speak. Um, it's also like profiling. We often blame our police systems because when they are um, sent to poor areas or, or areas of people of color, they tend to profile the people of that area tinted windows, loud music. There's probably drugs in the car. There's probably guns in the car, you know, the profiling, but that's actually a psychology and psychologists has taught the officers how to profile. So you can study a behavior and you can kind of tell the mindset that's behind it. It's so powerful guys. I'm telling you, if you're not interested in this as a life work, at least be interested in it enough for your own personal development life work. Amen. All right. So if you understand tonight that our thoughts influence the way we think, then you can also under, understand that what we feel is what we think. You learn that what we feel is what we think. This means that our emotions result more from negative thoughts and attitudes than from bad things that actually happen to us. Our negative thoughts and attitudes this means that our emotions result from our negative thoughts and attitudes than from bad things that actually happen to us. Unhealthy feelings like depression, neurotic anxiety, and destructive anger are caused by distorted illogical thoughts. This may sometimes go against the grain because we may feel like victims who have been treated unfairly by life. Nevertheless, it is an empowering and optimistic message because we all have the potential to make positive and dramatic changes in the way we think, the way we feel, and the way we relate to others. Amen. Um, cognitive therapy exercise. I think we're kind of good on that, but I'm going to go through an exercise probably tomorrow night. Um, well, probably Wednesday night. Tomorrow's going to be a little busy for me. But on Wednesday night, I'm going to go through an exercise to make sure we have a couple of steps. So I'm going to get out of here for now. And I want to see if I can share this video that I want to share on last night. So work with me for a moment. Thank you, Apostle Bill. Okay, I think we can see that now, right? Let me know if you can see it, please. Yes? Okay, good. 
All right, let's see. Let's make sure y'all can hear the audio because I'm not really sure how to make it play. I'm just really over it. I'm overworking for Nordstrom's. I'm just tired of it, you know. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and start my business and just invest in myself and just pursue my dreams. You don't have the money. I don't have it right now, but I do have some money. It requires a lot of time you don't have. That's true, but I need to utilize and manage my time more effectively. But you're afraid of failure. Wow. I'm not afraid of failure. If it starts to take off, how will you keep it up? Where there's a way, there's a will. And God will help me to do it. You're not even computer savvy. I'm not, but I'm going to have to invest in someone who is. You don't have money to keep inventory. Well, I'm thinking if I start the business, maybe I'll start to get credit cards for the business or either getting a small business loan to help out with that. Will people really want to shop with you? It's only one way to find out. Competition may knock you off the box. Um, I'm not going to find out unless I do it. Can you really be successful without having a space? I'm wondering about that too. But I'm willing to take the chance on the space that I do have, which is right here at my house. Is this what God really wants for you? Wants you to do? I'm praying about it every day. Do you have a real audience? The only way I'm going to find out is if I actually do it. It's not going to pay off in Connecticut. Yeah, that's what a lot of people keep telling me. But there's a lot of talent here. And I think that you know, there's, they're not getting the exposure, but there is a lot of talented people here that I've met. Your idea is whack. I don't think it's whack. I just think it needs to be polished. I need to believe in myself more and I need to tap into the resources to help my ideas flourish more. You don't even look the part of a stylist. I'm working on that. I'm trying to lose weight. And instead of spending money on trying to 
look the part for myself. I'm trying to invest in myself first and be healthy, lose the weight, and build my business so then once it starts to prosper, then I will be looking the part more and more. Woo. Right. Well, did y'all hear it all? Did you hear when one of those negative thoughts actually stumped her? She was like, wow. And then another negative thought stumped her. And she said, I thought about that. Yes, D Davis, I'm with you. Woo. Yes, yes, yes. You see how that, no one else had to talk to her. God had given her an idea and she talked herself out of it. Little by little by little. The Bible says in Proverbs that a wise woman builds her house. And a woman who is not wise tears her own house down with her own hands. You see how her thoughts came to talk her out of her God-given gifts, her talents, her skills, those that she knows she has. Yeah, y'all feeling that too, huh? That was powerful. Did y'all feel that in your chest? Where'd you feel that at? In your stomach, in your head, your chest? Where'd you feel that at? That is so powerful, what she did right there. She stood. Because you know what I learned, team? Is I learned some places that we think our destinies are our goals to our destiny. So this very step right here could be the door that opens her up to opportunities that she had no idea was waiting for her on the other side of that door. But first she had to get through that door. That was powerful. I had to sit up. I know that's right. I cried from the gut. That's right. Come on, Alan. It was in my gut. It was in my heart. Yes, absolutely. This is your mind speaking to you. And this, remember, we learned this in the very beginning. This is random. It's spontaneous and it's automatic. It doesn't need your permission to do it. And what maintains those negative thoughts is low self-esteem. So this is why we have to get our esteem together because we are not going to continue allowing ourselves to talk to us like this, especially if we're not allowing it from anyone else. And now we're not going to allow it from either way. Karen, we more than support you. We more than support you. That was powerful. Chevelle, with her monotone effect through that whole, isn't that how your, 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 your thoughts are too? They don't come in trying to make you feel better. They just, mm -hmm. yep. I don't have nothing new under the sun. I'm going to talk the same stuff that I've talked to you since you was five. I'm going to talk the same stuff I talked to you for the last 10 years of your life. You know, that same old rah, 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 rah. And I loved how a couple of those thoughts hit hard. And Karen responded to the thoughts like, yeah, you're right. But that's when a but comes in handy, right? But excluding all of what you just said, I'm going to give it a try. 
Very, very powerful. I appreciate it. Good job, ladies. And thank you for your permission uh, to let me show that as well. So segueing now, which is a good time. We're 39 minutes in. So segueing now into what I want to talk to you about tonight is going to actually keep us right at that same place. Um, look at look at all of those that are, yes, Tanya. Look at all of those, Karen, that are cheering you and Chevelle on. Come on. Hallelujah. We want to be at your open house. Thank you, Lord. Wait till the pandemic is over, though. Don't do it now unless God is telling you, because we need to make sure that this thing travels and has the potential to be all that it needs to be, because we have shared in 30 days with you to know what this part of your fight was. And we want to make sure that we can be a part of, of, of supporting you, having our hand behind your back and just giving you the love and the support that you need to go further and do what God has called you to do. We love you and Chevelle dearly. Thank you for letting us, um, thank you for making it so real. Like that was a, a play right there. It was so real. But thank you for making it so real how these negative thoughts talk to us, how sometimes they stumped us. You showed us how they stump you. And then you showed us how you agreed with it, but you were still gonna press on through it. So not every negative thought do we have the, the 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 positive mindset or the scripture to battle back. Sometimes we have to say, yeah, that is a big one right there. I really do feel that. I do. But I'm going to find a way around that anyhow. It was real powerful. All right. Let me read this to you. And then let's talk about our lesson for tonight. Self-acceptance does not breed complacency. On the contrary, kindness, respect, encouragement, support, firm but caring discipline. These are the soil and climate for development. Self-acceptance does not breed complacency. On the contrary, kindness, respect, encouragement, support, firm but caring discipline. These are the soil and climate for development. Um, the author says anonymous. People with and without self-esteem are fallible. They both make mistakes and fall short of goals and dreams. Both groups include people who are attractive and some who are not. Both groups include people who, are, who have succeeded in business, in school, sports, relationships, in other areas, and some who have not. What separates the two groups of people with and without self-esteem? I'm glad you asked. Research and clinical experience indicates that those with self-esteem think about and talk to themselves differently. Clinical and research experience indicates that those with self-esteem, we're not even talking about high self-esteem, those with self-esteem think about and talk to themselves differently than those who do not have self-esteem. For example, upon failing, those without self-esteem, including people with type A personalities and those with high test anxieties are very self-critical. Thinking thoughts like, what's wrong with me? I should have known better. Why am I so dumb? Such self-rejecting statements further degrades your self-esteem. Conversely, those with self-esteem, including people with type B personality, 
those with a low test anxiety tend to appraise failure more compassionately, focusing on external factors and behaviors, such as this test was hard. I had too many other demands of my time. I didn't study enough. I'll prepare better next time, though. Such statements tend to preserve your self-esteem in the face of stressful situations, enabling one to improve behavior without self-condemnation. The Bible tells us that there's therefore now no condemnation. Karen dropped the mic. We on now. Those with self-esteem appraise failure more compassionately. Those without self-esteem are very self-critical. Those are powerful statements to write down. By focusing on what is wrong with themselves, people without self-esteem feel deficient and inadequate. They become defeated, losing motivation and the joy of experiencing oneself as worthwhile. If they do push themselves to grow, they do so with perfectionist standards in a driven and joyless fashion that paradoxically impairs success. Dr. Burns in his article from 1980. In contrast, people with self-esteem acknowledge the rightness of the core despite its rough edges and imperfections. By focusing on what is right, they motivate themselves to grow using a carrot and not a stick. Cognitive therapy removes the negative thoughts that undermine self-esteem. Cognitive therapy removes the negative thoughts that undermine self-esteem. This activity that we're getting ready to participate in now in tonight's session is for practice. And it's to practice thinking the uplifting and self-affirming thoughts that build and preserve our self-esteem. That was a lot right there. That's right. That's why all this takes us, takes us out. All right. Here is a list of statements representing <laughs> the dialogue that people with self-esteem typically have with themselves. So this is for those that have a self-esteem. Okay. This is how they typically conversate with themselves. I think well of myself. This is good. I accept myself because I realize that I am more than my foibles, mistakes, or any other external. Did you hear that? I accept myself. Criticism is an external. I examine it for ways to improve without concluding that the criticism makes me less worthwhile as a person. I can criticize my own behavior without questioning my worth as a human being. I can criticize my own self. No, I can criticize my own behavior without questioning my worth as a human being. I notice and enjoy each sign of achievement or progress, no matter how insignificant it may seem to myself or others. 
Yeah, we need to say this every day. We're going to do it tonight, Chevelle. I enjoy the achievements and progress that others make without concluding they are more valuable than I am as a person. I am generally capable of living well and of applying the time, the effort, patience, training, and assistance needed to do so. This is what Karen was saying. Number seven is what Karen was saying. I am generally capable of living well and of applying the time, effort, patience, training, and assistance needed to do so. Did y'all hear Karen say that she's going to go and she's going to learn computers, that she's going to find some ways to get the money to get her inventory? Did you hear all that? She's even going to work on her physical body if that's what it takes for her to make this thing happen. So you are capable of living well and applying the time, but you have to be willing to first invest in yourself and you're not going to invest in something that you don't appreciate. Number eight, I expect others to like and respect me. If they don't, that's okay. I expect others to like and respect me. If they don't, that's okay. For someone with self-esteem issues, that's going to take you out if people don't like and respect you. Um, number nine, I can usually earn people's trust and affection through sincere and respectful treatment. If not, that's okay. Number 10, I generally show sound judgment in relationships and work. Hear the positiveness? Yes, Charity. Um, we're going to go to 22. We're on number 11. I can influence others by my well-reasoned viewpoints, which I can present and defend effectively. Number 12. I like to help others enjoy themselves. Number 13. I enjoy new challenges and don't get upset when things don't go well right off the bat. Help me, Jesus. Number 14, the work I do is generally of good quality and I expect to do many worthwhile things in the future. There's nothing wrong with making a statement like that. The work I do is generally good quality. Because y'all can imagine the, the hits and the attacks that I get, right? Y'all don't think that this has been a walk in the park for me on these 24 days, right? Not at all. And some of it even comes from people that you expect to support you out in the world or in ministry. That's why it's so important that God even led my apostle to even be on here and telling me that this, this shows his esteem of himself because he said to me, I know when God is using the teacher and I know when I'm the teacher and I know when I'm being taught. And he told me, daughter, I have no problem sitting in on these 30 days and being at this table and learning from you because what you're learning has come straight from the Holy Spirit. And he said, it's changing how I minister and now he's doing lives and he's teaching to the people that follow him. This information and the way God is giving it to him, that is affirming to what you do. Because you can imagine for him saying that, I've got 99 others saying something else judging the mistakes or judging um, the stutter or judging, you know, the, the look or judging anything at all. It's just, they come, they come, they come. We can handle the externals if the internal 
is on a firm foundation. Even seeing my friend Reverend Ron Bonner on here every night, that through his intelligence and his study of the scriptures and just his experience through life, that he sees something sitting here that he can pull up at this table every night and sit and learn and glean from it. Those are powerful things. And it's important to surround yourselves around people like that, that you know you can look up to, but they also know there's times when they can look up to you and vice versa with all of us. We have to know when God is using someone and that's the teacher we need to glean from. We don't have to have a problem with someone else. We don't have to have a problem helping someone else. Helping someone else doesn't cancel you out. Seeing someone else come up doesn't cancel you out. What's the one that I just read here? I notice and enjoy each sign of achievement or progress, no matter how insignificant it may seem to myself or others. You see how powerful these statements are? Number six was, I enjoy the achievements and progress that others make without concluding they are more valuable than I am as a person. That one is very powerful because that's a semi-jealous person. And most people that are jealous really is not jealous over the person. They're jealous over the fact that this person has, they might not even acknowledge that the person has fought through anything because they might think that they're, they're angels. They might think that they're, um, what was the statement I just said, more valuable as a person than you are. When you highly esteem others over yourself, you're always going to have a problem with other people's success because every time somebody succeeds, it makes you feel worse because you're not esteeming yourself and you owe yourself that, then you can support and appreciate the work of others and not be envious or feel like they're taking something away from you or have to compete with them. Those that won't come on and support or you know, those that are in clergy that we're all on the same level together as pastors or ministers or leaders, you know, to come on and say, this is a good thing you're doing. You're even helping the members of our church. You're helping the body of Christ. They won't do it because we're not doing what we need to do. So it's hard for us to bless the achievement of other people because in our mind, we're convinced that they're taking something from us. And how many know how many are broken and wounded in this world? There is not enough workers. There is not enough laborers. There is no competition. So what people would do instead of getting on here and getting on board with the rest of y'all, they'll go and try to create their own copy of it. They'll try to clone this thing and it's not the same because God didn't give it to them. They have to find their fingerprint of this that God wants to do with them. And the best way to do it is to sit with the teacher. But we don't do that. And it's hard and it's sad when it's within the body of Christ. But, you know, we, we continue to pray because we want people helped. We don't want com competition between each other. We want people helped. Number 15, I am aware of my strengths. And I respect them. I am aware of my strengths and I respect them. Number 16. This is what I want to talk about on one evening with everybody. I can laugh at some of the ridiculous things I do sometimes. Do you know that people with high self-esteem will laugh at themselves? They laugh at themselves more than they criticize themselves. When was the last time you laughed at yourself for something ridiculous or foolish that you've done and you didn't cry, you didn't get upset and yell at people, you didn't get all defensive with them? 
If you can't laugh at yourself, that is an indicator to everyone else. There's a problem, Houston, on the inside. Because it's funny. The way you fell was funny. You're not hurt. It's funny. The way you tripped, the way you missaid something, the way you just did something, the way you responded to something, whatever, 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 whatever. It's funny. Laugh at yourself. Don't take yourself so serious because you're falling in the way of perfectionism. When you can't laugh at yourself, you're falling into perfectionism. And it took me a lot of years to laugh at myself. And it wasn't that I thought I was better than anybody else because I really felt that I was inferior to everybody else. What I felt was I had to be perfect and everything I did had to be perfect. And God will set you up when he wants you delivered from something and make you laugh at yourself. All right. Number 19. No, I'm sorry. Number 17. I can make a difference in people's lives by what I contribute. Do you know that? Thank you, Cherie. Do you know that you have something in your life that you need to contribute? Do you know even right now operating on a barely mild to moderate self-esteem, you have something to offer someone? Yes, you do. You can make a difference in people's lives, even right now, by what you contribute. Number 18, I enjoy making others feel happier and glad for times we shared. For times we shared. Number 19, I consider myself a worthwhile person. You are worthwhile. If they don't see it, it's their problem. Number 20, I like being a one of a kind portrait. I'm glad to be unique. Number 20, I like myself without comparing myself to others. I like myself without comparison to others. Number 22, the last one, I feel stable and secure inside because I regard rightly my core wealth. Man, that's powerful. That one, I hope someone types so we can put that up on the screen. That's powerful right there. How many of y'all can say tonight, I feel stable and secure inside because I regard rightly my core worth? How many can say that because of the 24 days of this teaching that you've been in, that you can now feel stable? that you now feel stable and secure inside because you now regard yourself rightly. Come on, Brandel. You regard yourself rightly at your core level. I feel stable and secure inside because I regard my core worth. How many can say that because of these days that you really can say that statement? I got a couple of inboxes from a few that's, that share with me that they're having, um, um, what's the anxiety? What is it? Separation. Separation anxiety. I saw three emails today on that where people are saying, just thinking of the last day, they're already having separation anxiety. I need you to put this statement on a post-it note somewhere. Put it in your alarm when you wake up in the morning. I 
feel stable and secure inside because I regard rightly my core worth. Now here's our exercise and here's our closing. Yeah, I think we can, um, I think we can do this today because this is actually what we're supposed to do for the next six days. So we have that, we have that left exactly six days left. So we're already at, um, we're at our hour now, but we'll be a little over again, but Hey, it's free, right? Nobody charging you for going over an hour. I really want each one at 55 minutes, but we've been going over, but it's been that good. So here's our assignment. Are you ready? This is your assignment. I need you to do the following activity. I need you to sit in a quiet place. If you are not in one right now on your own, you can replay these instructions and you can do this every night for the next six nights. This is your soul work. Remember, soul work is an extension of the office session. Sit in a quiet place, well supported in a chair where you will be comfortable for about 20 minutes. When you find that secure place that's comfortable and it's quiet and you're in a well-supported chair for 20 minutes, I want you to close your eyes. You're going to take two deep breaths. We're going to go in our nose, out our mouth. In our nose again, out our mouth. Two deep breaths and you're going to relax your body as deeply and as completely as possible. I want you to prepare yourself for and expect a pleasant experience. Now I want you to open your eyes just for a moment. And then after you read the statement, I want you to close your eyes and concentrate fully on the statement that you are stating. And I want you to repeat it to yourself three times slowly, allowing yourself to feel as though the statement is completely accurate. You may try imagining yourself in a situation in which you actually think and believe on this statement. Use all your senses to experience this situation. Don't worry if a statement doesn't seem to apply to you yet. Just think. This is a practice for creating new mental health habits. Don't allow negative or pessimistic thoughts to distract you or to undermine your process. Accept whatever actually happens without demanding perfectionism. If a statement does not feel right, bypass it and return to it later. Repeat the steps. What did I say twice? Repeat the step, repeat step three for each statement. So what, what is step three? Open your eyes long enough to just read the statement and then close your eyes again. And this activity should be repeated for six days starting tonight. Each day, what's the goal? Each day, after doing this activity, you'll notice how you feel. Many notice that with practice, the thoughts begin to feel more and more comfortable to you, becoming your own trusted friend. 
Thoughts that do not become comfortable within six days will likely become so when you return to them after completing the rest of this life coaching program. So all of the 22 steps that I read that I will upload at the end of this conversation tonight, let's do one or two together. And then the rest you would do on your own every night for six nights. Can you guys do that? Can I get your vow to commit every day, whatever time you want to do it in the morning, in the afternoon, you want to do a, a few on lunch, a few on dinner, a few before bed, however you want to do it. A quiet place where you can be comfortable and undisturbed for 20 minutes. You're going to close your eyes. You're going to take two deep breaths. You're going to prepare yourself and expect a pleasant experience. You're going to open your eyes only to read the statements and then close your eyes and concentrate on that statement. You're going to repeat it to yourself three more times slowly, allowing yourself to feel as though the statement is completely accurate about you. Try imagining yourself in a situation in which you actually think and believe the statement. Don't worry if it doesn't apply. It will eventually. Just think of this practice is for creating new mental health habits. New mental health habits. All right, let's go together. Do you remember what we're going to do? We're going to sit. We're in a supported place right now, and we're going to be comfortable. Thank you. I see your hands. You're going to close your eyes. Take two deep breaths. Go ahead and do it. Close your eyes. Take two deep breaths. Remember, you breathe only in your nose and only out your mouth. Two deep breaths. I'm going to say the statement and I want you to repeat it. And I want you to repeat it with your eyes closed. And I want you to say it three times to yourself. Okay, let's go. I think well of myself and this is good. Very good. Deep breath. Very good. Are you ready for your next one? I consider myself a worthwhile person. Close your eyes. Say it three times. Okay, you should be around your third time. You can do it as slow as you want when you're on your own. All right, the last one. I like myself without comparison to others. I like myself without comparison to others. Close your eyes, say it three times slowly to yourself, thinking each word out as you say it. Very good. Very good. Now, if you can do this for every night for the next six nights, I will go ahead and upload this um, mental 
health behavior to you. And I want you to put a check mark on your side of the ones that you got and it felt good and circle the ones that are a struggle for you. You're struggling believing this. Let's just say you struggle believing that you can criticize your own behavior without questioning your worth. Anything that you struggle with, I want you to circle. And every night you can change it and make it a check when you have believed it in your soul or keep it a circle. Maybe by the next second or third night, some that you checked has really started to go through you from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. And you may turn that check into a circle. I'm really struggling with this. I'm really struggling with laughing at myself. I'm really struggling with respecting myself. I'm really struggling feeling stable and secure inside because I don't rightly regard my core self. Very good. All right, guys, God bless you. My time is up. Thank you so much for your time. There's a statement we always say here at So Detox. Airtime is expensive. You don't believe me? Check out the commercial prices around football season time and you will see just how important it is. Talk to someone today who's going from this earth tomorrow and you will see how important it is to be able to breathe in this earth in the space that God has given us for the time and the length that he has given it for. Airtime is expensive and I use mine wisely and I pray that I have used yours wisely uh, these last 24 nights. So I'll post this up tonight. The podcast will be up in about 35 minutes or so. And I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. God bless you all. Good night. See you tomorrow, 8 p.m. Dr. Suzanne Howard is happy to have shared this time with you. To get more information on solutions and personal development, coaching, and counseling of the soul, go to www.suzannemhoward.com. You can also find her on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Periscope. Thank you for tuning in with us.